It's not even when animals die. Sometimes if an animal is just really cute, I cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cried like Wally. Like it's not even an animal. It's just got big eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, you're alone on a planet. <laughs> if it's like a person, I'm like, fuck you, you deserve it. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, and supermarket Eggman Dustin Rolls. <laughs> Not the supermarket. Uh, Come that's, on, that's what it says right here. Um, yeah. uh, I understand that we have a chicken update, which we'll get to, and a lot of uh, various TV. You know, we'll talk Mandalorian, we'll talk Supernatural because that's normal for us, but. Uh, <laughs> It's starting uh, before, to feel like a Mandalorian Supernatural podcast. Well, yes, you know, only for another couple weeks. Yeah. Um, all right. Then it's just a Mandalorian. But uh, <laughs> but before all of that, uh, we will start with what's everyone drinking. And uh, just to get it out of the way, I'm not drinking because I have work I have to do after this. So, I'm, I mean, I'm drinking Diet Coke, but I'm not drinking alcohol. So... Uh, Tori, what are you? Please tell me what you're drinking so I can live vicariously. <laughs> oh well, Dan, what you're missing out on is more gas station wine. Mm. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's top 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 of the line, top shelf. <laughs> Literally, there are like four metal shelves, and I. Tori, when there's not a pandemic, do yeah. you still get wine at the gas station? No, I will yeah. go all the way to the go- to the grocery store and right. usually get. Basically the same wine, two dollars cheaper. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm. I have. You know. I have range. I have. I have class. <laughs> Sometimes I go all the way to Trader Joe's and get the same wine for four dollars cheaper. Now, because it's a longer drive, does it sort of balance out, like in terms of what you're spending on gas? Uh, no. What we get at Trader Joe, it's it is actually significantly cheaper. Oh, okay. Um, I think. But also, I still buy, I, then I buy, like, you know, Philly cheesesteak bao buns, so maybe it does kind of balance out. <laughs> I buy more crap at Trader Joe's, too. Right. But things that you can only get there. Right. How are those Philly cheesesteak? Did we already talk about this at one point on the I podcast, or was it on Slack? I it don't was on remember. Slack, I think. It, Everyone, it sounds like an abomination. No. It does. It did wonderful. to me. Okay. Here's the problem. Everyone who tried them were like, they're, they needed more filling. And here's the thing that I think the people who have tried them failed to recognize, which is what I, d- I did immediately. You make it, you make the bao bun, and then you, you chew a tiny hole in it, and then you squirt sriracha inside immediately. <laughs> and then you kind of shake it around. And that is the missing ingredient. Okay. So it's so- really just a sriracha bun. It's so good. Yeah, with like some, you know, steak product and and cheese. (laughs) Some texture. With texture, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like the opposite of a soup dumpling where like you you bite the hole in it to like let the stuff out. Yeah, no. But in this one, you're biting the hole in it so you can get get more stuff in. Add more in. Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me, I have not tried the Trader Joe's soup dumplings. Oh, yeah. They actually Um, have them. But I'm always like, I don't know... If it'll translate, right. you should try them. You should try them. I haven't tried them either, and I I had kind of like this a similar reservation. I'm like, I don't know if that's something that I want to get from you know the frozen section, but uh, I didn't know this because I never thought about it. Because you know why would I think about it? But the uh, they're frozen. That's how they make them because they have to freeze the soup to right. to get it inside, and then they you know cook it, steam it. So yeah, you guys are uh, very. Uh... Uh, brave with your Trader Joe's Trader Joe's choices. I feel like Trader Joe's is a little bit like Taco Bell, in which they just take the same same ingredients and they mix them up and call it something new. Dustin, how most, dare you? Mo- yeah, and also most of it's like I don't know. It's rare that there's something that's terrible at Trader Joe's. Like right, it's right. usually at least like okay. Yeah. Um, and like they have, I don't know, and, and some of their their like I really like their gyoza. I really like. I mean, their bean and cheese taquitos are not hard to make, but, like, you get a big batch of them, and they're oh, exactly yeah. what you want. Like, yeah. they just have items that are not necessarily staples, but are 
well produced. Like they're they may not be restaurant quality, but they're far better than what I could possibly make if I'd even tried, which I won't because it would just be a, a terrible <laughs> bastardization. <laughs> It's like a B plus. Like there's a lot yeah. of they, they, there's a lot of B pluses at Trader Joe's, and right. that's good enough. And um, when you find the same items, if you can find those same items at a regular grocery store, they're usually a solid C. Yeah. So a B plus is like magic. Yeah. Anyway, Dustin, what are you <laughs> drinking? <laughs> I am drinking uh, something called Jumble Sale. It's a dry white wine from uh, the Yakima Valley in Washington. Did you get that one from your, from the box? Uh, I did. I did. <laughs> it's a vintage 2019. Oh. Jeez, even my gas station wine is a 2017. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's pre-pandemic. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's I wonder true. if anyone's going to, if like no one will want to drink wine from 2020. Oh, I feel like yeah. the alcohol, if it's been sitting in alcohol for long enough, it'll kill the virus. Oh, I don't mean that. I just mean like, like no one even. <laughs> don't want to remember it. it. Yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty was a bad year for wine. No, for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, have you uh, gotten a, a new subscription box, or are you still? No, I'm still nursing the. Uh, what do we got? I, I need to cancel. I haven't canceled. Still haven't. Canceled. And uh, I'm sure a box will show up. I, I get those FedEx alerts, so like I'll get I'll wake up at seven in the morning and like your box has been picked up, and I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot to cancel again. That reminds me. I, so I got a, a message from my mother-in-law saying that she, I think she signed us up for a a subscription service, but it's it's like a I think it's like a fruit of the month club. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what that means. Like, is it like you get an assortment of fruit or is it literally like this month is oranges and you just get like a package of a fruit? <laughs> and then it's and then my question is, is it a hard to find fruit? Is it an out of season fruit? Is it like what is it that makes that the fruit of the month? Mm-hmm. But I have no idea because it hasn't arrived yet. So at some point, maybe I'll be getting fruit or maybe she's sending me underwear. Maybe it's fruit of a loom. Fruit of a loom, yeah. There right. you go. And like, I don't. <laughs> so... Anyway, I'm very curious about what I've just gotten signed up for. <laughs> Are either of you Misfits fruit. subscribers? <gasps> I've been thinking about it. I no, want I'm to. not. We are, yeah. You can at least pick the stuff that you want. And they're not really that misfitty. It's just like it's never really what you want that week. But you picked it. Yeah, I know, but the selection, you know, it's 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 like a better than a CSA because CSAs you just get a lot of crap that sits in your refrigerator for two weeks and then you throw it out mm-hmm. when you replace it with more CSAs. Misfits is better, right? Because you can at least get. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not like I need celery and they send you like two sticks. <laughs> no, you get like two bunches, okay. and I've got like. A shit ton of cilantro in the refrigerator, oh. which we use a lot, and yeah. lemons and limes and potatoes. Is cilantro you, the one that tastes like soap for some people? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you one of those people? I don't know. Oh, what? I don't, I mean, I guess no, because I assume that you, I would know by now. You would now. notice, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I also don't really know what cilantro is. So. Oh, I love cilantro. They call it a different thing, some people. What, what is the other name for cilantro? Um, soap, the no. soap thing. No, <laughs> the, the soap tasting coriander. Thing. That's not the same thing. It is. No, really? It is. It is. Yes. That can't be right. Really? It is. Yes. No, I'm gonna look this up. I don't <laughs> coriander with seeds. Yeah. Coriander leaves is like cilantro. Huh. Coriander is also known as Chinese parsley, dania, or cilantro. Oh, they come right. from the same plant, but yeah, coriander Different. is the dried seeds. Okay, and cilantro is is like the leaves the and leaf. stem. All right. Well, I've had Chinese parsley, so uh, yeah, I guess I'm not the person who thinks it tastes like soap. Um, I don't know why this is so confusing. Just just call it Chinese parsley, you know. What's what's the problem? Because then I think there's they also do flat leaf parsley and curly <laughs> parsley and Italian parsley, which I think is the same as either curly or flat leaf. 
There's a lot of parsleys. There is. Did, did I ever tell you that my wife, she, it's, got, it's gone some, but she had a very, very powerful addiction to uh, curly parsley. So much so that she would, she would eat it raw. Wow. And she would eat like a bunch a night. So I would have to go to Whole Foods like every three days to buy more. Like like a bunch isn't like she would pick up a bunch in her hand and just like eat it, or Mm -hmm, did she mm -hmm. put it in stuff? No, No, she just no, she she just just ate it, it. and she still does. She loves it, but you know we don't go to the grocery store to pick it up all the time now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you know what? You do go to the grocery store to pick up all the time. Uh, Eggs. (laughs) 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 Not me. Well, uh, we'll we'll be the judge of that. Yeah. So Dustin has a, has an alleged uh, chicken update. Will, but Tori and I are uh, we have our doubts. But yeah. Dustin, go ahead. Seen a photograph. Yeah, photos can be faked. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, I'm sorry, Dustin. I don't mean to pre. I don't want to. I don't want to prejudice the audience. So yeah, please, tell us your please story. share share your story. There's not that much a story. One of the uh, one of the chickens uh, disappeared into. Uh, well, my wife came out to check on the chickens, and we have six, and there were only five there. And she freaked out. She's like, where are the six? Where are the six? And then she looked in, like, the brooder place, and there it was, squatting down. And like, oh, my God, is he going to lay an egg? And then we came back a couple of hours later, and there was an egg, an honest-to-God egg. And then this morning, there was another egg. Mm-hmm. And right. we think it's the same chicken that it's laid two eggs and that the other chickens have not started yet. And the other not because of the roosters. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Even okay. Multi- First off, I feel like we should point out that producer Seth has already checked in with us and mm-hmm. demanded a recount of the eggs. Yeah, um, there are two. So uh, I, be- I believe that producer Seth uh, will be giving a. I believe he said that he he'll be giving a press conference tomorrow <laughs> uh, to to detail the uh, his uh, allegations and lawsuit into the. Uh, the, the fraud. The, the ir- irregularities within the egg count. Right. Um, but to be fair, you know, it doesn't mean that there's any sort of grand uh, fraud or malfeasance that was right. intended. You know, it right. could be mm-hmm. that you have a chicken and and five roosters still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or it could be that, you know, two <laughs> eggs are easily purchased from a store and right. it's sure. very easy mm-hmm. to put them in a child's hand and take a photo of it on, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, outside, let's not fr- making it look like you just produced it from underneath the chicken Let, let's not forget the uh, the precedent of uh, of uh, humanity v tooth fairy comma the and uh, mm. the fact that the tooth fairy does not exist but yet money you know shows up under your pillow you know so there's something uh, we're just asking questions right. is all you know and you know think about like the easter bunny i mean nobody even said easter like nobody even said that bunnies lay eggs and right. yet everything that comes uh-huh. in an easter egg is from a store that's really weird yeah you know how they flash pasteurized milk? Don't change the subject. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. Is that something they do to eggs? Like in the grocery store? Do they do something? Or do they just like take them out of the bus and put them right in the carton? Well, so I don't, like you're not, you don't even have to refrigerate eggs. Like you yeah. can just like leave them out. I think the eggs are kind of egg- eggy. Mm-hmm. I think anything yeah. that they do is probably to the chickens ahead of time. We haven't uh, had the two eggs yet, and I'm a little, you know, maybe these, the first eggs, you know, like the first pancake, they're not, they're not good. Maybe they have to get some practice at it, but I don't know. We'll find out. Like yeah, the yeah. first pancake? You know, oh. you always throw out the first pancake. Yeah. It doesn't cook what? right. I mean, it's fine. You don't have to, I mean, you wouldn't throw it out. You can still eat well, it, but it's a test pancake. It's not, yeah. you never serve it. You eat it while you continue cooking because the pan isn't hot enough. Right. And you're too anxious to wait for the pan to get hot enough. Yeah. Um, you always got to And you never it. learn. I don't no. think I ever lived in a household where we threw out a pancake. Well, Dustin's wrong about that. You eat the pancake. <laughs> well, okay, you okay. just don't you eat the pancake, it. but you right. don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the sample pancake. Okay. Wait, go back to this because I want to know why. I understand the whole like making sure the chickens are, their systems are working, but like also are you worried? Cause have you been feeding your chicken garbage? Like why would the egg no, not be good? No. They've been eating a lot of um, Halloween pumpkins though. I thought you were going to say Halloween candy and I was going to no. that's That would be a no. delicious egg. It's Cadbury cream egg. Well, um, well, we'll see. We're look. This. I'm not saying the story isn't true. I'm just saying that you know it's it's uh, suspect. Yeah, there Sad. there are some there are some things that we cannot yet verify. 
Yeah, we need um, to. Well, our observers weren't allowed in the right. in the coop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, one gotta... of, one of them was was mean. One of the uh, one of the chickens was looking at me funny, and uh, that's I, I felt uncomfortable. You know, it's, that's not that's not right. That all right, all right. And tape papers up against the coop so we can't look in and watch. And he'll just come out like, "Look at these eggs." Right. The two um, of you understand that you are depicting yourselves as Trump people, and me as the honest. Look, only one of us is all caps exclaiming, <laughs> I have two eggs. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I, I think what's clear is that there, there are no heroes here in this story. Fair enough. <laughs> but, but congratulations to uh, Dustin with at, uh, at least one chicken, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, and maybe more. We'll see. You know, may, maybe, maybe there are more. I don't know. Who knows? We'll Honestly, see. that would be my favorite outcome is, is if one chicken really is a chicken and the rest really are roosters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be great. Um, uh, all right. Well, we should probably talk about TV a little bit, just a, yeah. just a little. Technically, as well for a change. Our topic of choice. Uh, all right. Well, we keep going back to Dustin, but his topics keep on lining up back to back. I'm so. sorry. I'm I watch a lot of TV and no, this is Tori my fault is watching for... Supernatural Only like twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so you you have been you made a promise that you would yes. speak about Phineas and Ferb. Correct. So okay. my my children, I told them that I had a podcast, and they they would dis <laughs> they would they, they didn't believe me. They're like, no. Have they not seen the mug? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> They're like, you were no, you you can't possibly. But I tell them that I did, not. and uh, uh, the twins. And they said, okay, well, if you have a podcast, and, and they were like, what is it about? And it was like, it's about TV. And they're like, okay, you have to tell them everybody about this. Actually, we want to tell you everybody about this. And they wanted to come on the podcast and explain it, but it's way past their bedtime. And I said, no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you t- pass it along to me, I will share your theory. Okay. And it is this. And they came up with it independently. And uh, we did do some research on the internet afterwards, and it turns out other people have also come up with this theory, probably older than eight years old. And it is this, that Mr. Dr. Doofenshmirtz is actually Phineas and Candace's real father. Because Phineas and Candace, they live with um, Ferb and his father, uh, they got married, like, and so uh, Ferb's father is the stepfather of uh, Phineas and Candace, and they don't ever talk about who the, their real father is. But in a flashback, we saw their mother go on a date with Doctor Doofenshmirtz, and also they have the same shaped head as Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Oh. Ergo, hmm. if you don't know what Phineas and Ferb is, uh, uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz is the villain. Okay. But he and Phineas share the same uh, affinity for science Mm -hmm. and inventions. And head shapes. Right. I like this. So, when they came up with it, their heads, like, exploded. They were like, (laughs) oh, my God. This is genius. Nobody's ever come up with this before. And then you go online and, and Reddit. It's all over Reddit. They're like, oh, yeah, you think this is true? Yeah, yeah. And so it's, I don't know who. They're probably like a bunch of 45-year-olds talking about it on Reddit. <laughs> Do you think it's a bunch of parents who watch it with their kid and, like, the kid hasn't picked up on it? The parents are like, there's nothing else in my life. I'm going to go talk to Reddit about this. and like <laughs> Maybe. It's quite they're possible. They're just yarn-walling children's shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and that's it. That's my Phineas, or my, uh, the twins' is, uh, Phineas and Verb theory. All right, so it's that Phineas is and and Candace. Phineas and Candace's. Phineas and Candace's real father is the evil Doctor Ruff- Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, that's what I said. Come on, <laughs> I think that sounds correct. That sounds plausible. Um, yeah. It also sounds like this show is trying to low key teach about uh, genetics and. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, just like, I mean, who knows? Nature versus nurture. Who can say what's the, you know. Uh, Phineas, or is it Ferb? I think it's Phineas's (laughs) voiced by Thomas Brody Brody Sangster, who you guys know from Game of Thrones. And uh, more recently, uh, Queen's Gambit. Gambit, Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a show that we probably, if we were interested in ratings, we should probably be talking about. Yeah. I've seen it. Have you you seen it, Tori? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's really good. I hear it's about chess. It, well, you know, it's like it's it's about chess the same way that Friday Night Lights is about football. So it's and about Ted Lasso chess. is about, yeah, yeah. So it's only about chess and nothing else. And nothing else, yeah. Um, but my my biggest complaint about Queen's Gambit is that they don't teach you anything about chess, <laughs> even though it's entirely about chess. Right. It's all um, just like reaction shots of people like making moves, and then the other person going, "Ooh, ah, ah, ooh." Right. Like what? What's going on? What's going on? What That's the move? part of chess that you that you care about is is the other person's face. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um, no, I, I've it's it's on my list. I've wanted to watch it, and then, I mean, it's Scott Frank, who I mean, I enjoyed yeah. most of uh, uh, Godless, and you know, and I Anya Taylor Joy is really good. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just whatever reason, it's it's on the list of shows that uh, I haven't watched yet. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but I still have to watch the the Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, look, I've got, like, a really full... Priorities. um, At some point, I have to figure out where I can watch the rest of DuckTales. You guys do understand it's a television podcast. We watch plenty of television. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. I mean, you, you want to talk about how, how, uh, how much television we're watching. We're watching How To with John Wilson, yeah, a show are. which I definitely heard about before, <laughs> ye, before Saturday. <laughs> uh, this one is a, a, a shout-out to uh, Roxana for uh, putting this on, on our radar um, because I had no idea that this show existed. And I Neither did it. I. Um, I had heard about it, but I'd only seen the clip of Kyle McLaughlin trying to go into the oh, yeah. subway. That was and, weird. Yeah. Because, um, like, Vulture, is, Vulture did an article about it, like, a couple weeks ago, like, mm-hmm. when the first episode. Because it was literally just, like, this is out of context. They don't even mention that it's him in the show. No, right. It's, like, B-roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just Kyle McLaughlin trying and failing <laughs> to yeah. swipe his MTA card. Yeah. It was so good. It was it was so perfect, just like watching that. Just I don't know. Anyway, um, Dan, tell us what this show is about. Okay, uh, how, I've been trying to think about how to describe this show. Uh, so it's it's uh, created by a, a gentleman named John Wilson, uh, as you might expect. Um, it is executive. Who's never by, seen on camera? Yeah, uh, I think you see him in like little. Yeah. Like, you might see him in, like, reflections, stuff like that. But at, at least, I've only watched the first two episodes. There are four out so far. But, um, yeah, you don't you don't really <laughs> see him. You see him in the live MTV concert Oh, shots. yeah, yeah. That was good. Um, but the uh, it's executive produced by, among others, uh, Nathan Fiedler. Fielder. 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 Um, so it definitely has a little bit of his kind of, like, surreal tone. Um, but the, I don't know. The thing that this kept reminding me of in some way was, like, uh, so, so the episodes are kind of loosely based around a topic, and then, uh, and this guy John Wilson just runs around New York and just kind of like, he's making a little like it's almost like a half-hour documentary that starts off on this topic, but then goes off on these weird, wild tangents because he's such a he's he's such like a nervous, uh, socially awkward person, <laughs> um, and it it kind of reminded me of like did. Do you guys know the Neistat brothers? Um, or, like, they had a show on HBO briefly. No. Um, uh, they're, they do, like, little short documentary, like, indie lo-fi documentaries that were... Uh, uh, Casey Neistat is on big on YouTube, but they had an HBO show where it was just them doing, like, these weird little New York City documentaries um, that they're narrating. And it, it to me, it kind of felt like that. Like, if someone who was super weird and socially awkward saw those or saw, you know, that kind of, uh, first person camera documentary, you know, making and thought, Oh, I want to do that. But they're still super awkward and weird. 
and just like, but th- that didn't stop them. They just kind of like plow through. Um, so the first episode is of, is, is called how to make small talk. And he's going down this path and trying to, trying to find people to make, like trying to show how to make small talk. And, uh, one, just like the way that he cuts his voiceover cuts against like, you know, strange imagery or things that he's filming is great. But then like, in that first episode alone, like, he, he goes, in, like, three minutes, he ends up meeting a guy who is, like, catches, like, for his hobby, catches, like, sexual predators. <laughs> and, like, so he follows him, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, are we going to, like, watch him catch somebody? And then, like, and then nothing happens, and then he just, like, goes off on another tangent. And then, like, Tori mentioned, like, he ends up at, at uh, Spring Break. Uh, in Cancun when, like, MTV is doing their spring break week. So now there's a super awkward guy who you don't see uh, walking around Cancun spring break, like, filming everybody, and, like, all these, you know, bro-y spring breakers are there partying and drinking, and this guy's just, like, trying to... Like, he meets, like, the one person who is also there without any buddies, and they kind of, like bond in like this weird poignant way and the guy tells a little bit of a story and it's really kind of sad <laughs> but, yeah. but I don't know it's just it's it's uh it's just kind of a fascinating uh almost like stream of conscious kind of kind of trip um, yeah. I don't know but I also think in you hit on it but it was to me like this was what really made the show like something else like just kind of another level is that juxtaposition between what he's narrating and the footage he puts against it. Right. Because it ends up becoming this interplay where it's almost, it almost becomes poetic because he's like drawing phrases. Sometimes it's as simple as like, you know, a shot of a meat patty and talking about like, he'll, he'll draw phrases that are very distinct uh, to the image, but maybe, have actually nothing to do with the image. There could just right. be a word on screen and he draws that into the narration or it's right. about the fact how, how far they diverge from the topic he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's one where he's talking about how like, you know, all conversations end the same way. And so he's, he's talking about the end and it oh, cuts yes, to but... cops in a subway station, picking up a, a bloody, uh, sweater yeah. and putting yeah. it in an evidence bag and carrying it away and so his tangent <laughs> then goes on to like you know the forensics of you know people going through the evidence of the conversation later so whatever you s- reveal about yourself like they're going to be unpacking it you right. know and it's just yeah his the the footage he captures and the way he he uses it against so you're constantly kind of engaged because it's it's not as simple as like, you know, I'm the narration is illustrating what's on screen or vice right. versa. It's there's right. always this chasm between the two images and you have to kind of like fit it together as right. a viewer. And it's that's where so much of the humor comes from. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a really it's it's just a it's one of those it's one of those shows that watch like I'm I'm laughing out of surprise in yeah. a way that like like it yeah, just the point of view of the show is is very uh, e- even knowing Nathan Fielder was involved, like right. the point of view of the show, it, that still didn't fully prepare me for um, kind of the the kind of like comedic leaps the show makes and like puts together, in, especially in those kinds of sequences. And it's uh, yeah, I don't know it's it's very entertaining. Um, and there's also you know, and it's like it's a. In, in, in its own way becomes a love letter to New York mm-hmm. in a way like because some of the shots some of the best shots in the whole thing are these kind of throwaways but that are it's amazing that somebody hap- happened to capture them right um, so you're just so impressed that he was there when a guy in a lion suit shook hands with like a random guy with a grocery bag or, yeah. you know, a woman was hula hooping while talking on the phone or, yeah. you know. like he spends a lot of time with a camera. But, yeah. But that's, that, I mean, that was what I loved about it. Cause you walk, you look around and it's like, you know, I don't miss living in New York, but those <laughs> are the things that I do miss. Right. And there were the other piece of it that felt very like love letter to New York was kind of the way that, um, the way that certain people would just open up in a, in a, in kind of like a, I mean, it's not that it's not unique to New York, but 
Um, but the the way that like strangers will open up to you and, and, and just kind of like tell their like the I'm, I'm just trying to remember like because Tori you said you only watched the first episode right yeah like the um, travel but like agent. in that one when yeah the travel agent yeah uh, and she just like opens up uh, about her life <laughs> and she just starts talking about how like yeah I was married for 20 years and then you know it just sort of ends and she's like I'm you know if I meet someone great but I'm not looking and she's kind of like looking at the like not looking at uh, at, at John Wilson, like she's like attracted to him, but just like I don't know, it's just a, it's just one of those things that like I know you meet those people who just open up to you a little yeah. more than you'd expect, and it's happening on camera, and because it's from his point of view and you don't see him, it feels a little bit like they're doing that to you. Yeah, and it's although I have to say the moment I thought of you the most, Dan, was so there was, and it was also the one where I. I I was dying because I was like, this is exactly the thing. So the how to make small talk. Mm-hmm. Step one, you have to leave your apartment. <laughs> and immediately I was just like, oh, I feel that. I bet Dan feels that. And also anyone watching this during a pandemic feels right. that. Right. <laughs> um, so it's also maybe it's just nice because it, it, it's not glorifying social interaction, but I, right. you know, maybe there might be a nice voyeurism for people who may be feeling a little isolated or cooped up right now just to, yeah. to have that real on the street footage. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I've only watched the, the, the first two, but the second one is ostensibly about scaffolding and it's both like kind of a little bit of documentary about scaffolding and also, which was fascinating, know, which was fascinating, but then also just, you know, an interesting exploration of of new york and just like you know again you know using it as an excuse to explore the city and meet weird people and and uh and get really great footage um but also sort of a commentary on the absurdity of the scaffolding which is used to protect things from falling but the scaffolding itself ends up becoming a bigger danger than right uh, um i've seen all four and i like the first two but the third pivoted for me like it just it became a different sort of it became a commentary on human nature the third one's about uh memory oh right and uh he ends up going to um a mandela effect convention you know what the mandela effect is oh yes and then uh he he starts talking about memory and uh, how all of these people have uh basically invented all of these i don't know they come up with the the idea of an alternate dimension and they go through this entire uh, ordeal just to sort of like justify the fact that their memory kind of failed them. Mm-hmm. So it's it ends up feeling like he never says it, but it feels like a, a, a commentary on, I don't know, in, in a way on MAGA and like that sort of like mm-hmm. culture of like coming up with justifications that make no sense in order to... Uh, right, because, because the alternative is that you're wrong. But in right, this case, it's, exactly. it's your memory is wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was really fascinating. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the it's obviously a very different show, but like the only other show that, that kind of like gave my brain this kind of stimuli, I feel like, is like review... Um, and I mean Nathan oh, yeah, Fielder yeah. a little bit, but like also, but yeah, review and the way that I don't know. I mean that was you know much more scripted and not documentary style, but just the I don't know something about the way that the way that it explores uh, and and kind of like there there is it feels like there. I mean again, I've only seen the first two, but it feels like there is a little bit of a narrative in just the um, I don't know just just who he is and I don't know. It's it's a fascinating show. <laughs> yeah. It does feel a lot like. Like, if you like Nathan Fielder, this yeah. is... Yeah. Yeah. Because the moments where it's not the narration, when it's actually, like, you don't see him, but his voice on camera talking to someone, he it is, it gets painfully awkward. And it's there's the level at which I think he is a believably awkward person, and then there's, like, that one additional question where you can tell it's, like, <laughs> oh, he's he's Nathan Fieldering it. Like, right, right, he's, right. he's pushing it even further into, like, yeah. this is getting a little creepy. Yeah, and I mean, and there are you know there, are, it. I mean, if you look at the credits, you know there are other comedy writers involved, yeah. so it's not. It, it is, uh, it is unscripted, but it's unscripted in a way that you know, yeah, that they're they're kind of pushing that line and yeah, trying to trying to find the right. Why do I right. make you? Why were you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> let me let's really talk about. 
yeah. why we were... Oh, God. Uh, the entire fourth episode is about um, furniture covers. And you're like, what? How could this possibly be interesting? And it becomes, it's just like incredibly fascinating. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, my God, this is like amazing. So, yeah, I'm really into the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, how to with John Wilson. Whether you've seen one episode or two or four... Seems like you're going to enjoy it, or at least the three of us all enjoy it. So, and, and it's, it's on like, HBO. Yeah, it's on HBO. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think there which are, will be on uh, Amazon Fire by the time this comes out. Oh right, because they finally made a deal with Max, or however it works yeah. now. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, feels uh, like they kind of buried yeah. the show. I I hadn't seen any promos for it or anything. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but I'm I'm glad that that I am watching it now. So, uh, all right. Well, that's. Uh, Are you glad that you're watching Supernatural? To the better. <laughs> Are we going to Supernatural? Let's do that. <laughs> flipping it. Let's just do um, it. All right. Um, okay, wait. I actually I watched this yeah. episode, so I I just wanted to say that. Can we talk about the fact that? when we thought it was the finale a couple uh-huh, weeks uh-huh. ago and it wasn't the finale and you, right. know, you get to the end and it's like there's no way that's the finale what? and yeah. then it's like right. oh there's a couple more weeks and then this week when I know it's actually the penultimate episode and I get to the end of it I'm like it kind of felt like a finale right that, <laughs> they had the montage they yeah. had the that's montage the they finale defeated, montage yeah right. they defeated Chuck it was the like yeah the five minute montage of like mm-hmm. all of the seasons all the big characters right um yeah, I don't know where they're going to go. It's a yeah. sort of epilogue where they all go to jail for not saving somebody <laughs> who's in distress. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't so, know. <laughs> so where we're at now, so Chuck has been defeated but not mm-hmm. killed. He's now just right. like a normal human groveling in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And Jack became God but then, like, just bounced because, duh, right. he's God. Right. And now the Winchesters are free and they can, like, write their own story, cue montage. And so, <laughs> and so, like, next week I'm assuming what all I want is for them it to just be, like, they end up in old man makeup. Like, it's just, I'm like a solid hour of like what they do with the rest of their lives ending with them in old man makeup. <laughs> they do like that six feet under how everyone died. Yeah, yeah. It's just the two of them <laughs> and it takes an hour. <laughs> and somehow Crowley comes back cause it still pisses me off that he's like the one and I know he's really because he hasn't been there yet. Yeah. He's the only one who hasn't made a reappearance. Uh, granted mm-hmm. he's supposedly dead, but like, so is everyone else. Right. Um. Yeah, it. I mean, it was. I was shocked at how much this felt like uh, a finale. And I, I mean, I guess my assumption is that this is what like a like if it was a regular season and it wasn't the last season, then that's kind of like the, you know, that's the season finale, right? But what for well, whatever they have whatever they want cooked up for the for the series finale. Well, maybe okay. they had like a three. Our finale night plan. I don't know what they, they have. Yeah, it's like a two-hour finale, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to be like documentary. But here's my theory: they have never had, like all of their finales are cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. It's always been a cliffhanger. I don't think they've they know how to write a finale, like an ending. <laughs> they've never had to. Uh-huh. It's always been like a big climax to a season arc that ends with one of the characters dead and or dying. Right. Like, it's always, there's always something that leads them into the next season. Mm-hmm. Well, that, well, that's interesting, though, because, so there is a, so, you know, the one thing that made this feel like a, a finale, I mean, besides the fact that they beat the big bad of the season, yeah, um, it, which was God, yeah. uh, but <laughs> is the idea that... Um, <laughs> The, the, if this were the finale, it it kind of ends on kind of kind of the the classical finale route where it's like basically happy ending, and you know, but the stories will live on. So you can you you the viewer can uh, imagine that you know their life goes on right. for however long. Um, so I don't actually know where that question was going now because I've kind of lost my train of thought, but. <laughs> Uh, but no, but I mean, like it. What's in, it's just interesting to me that that's that's like kind of like the the traditional way a TV show would end, 
um, is yeah. that e- you either give fin- finality of like here's where it ends, or you say like no, it goes on you know forever essentially. Indefinitely, yeah, yeah. And they've um, kind of done both of those things in the penultimate episode, and right, you're just like, so right. what else is there? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's curious because I don't, yeah, I don't know what what they would do for the next uh, for the last episode. Um, Maybe they just have like a a casual uh, standalone episode that just like <laughs> wraps up and ends. Yeah, they go mm-hmm. fight a ghost. It's just normal, right? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I do wonder because like so much of the show has been concerned with the fact that like they're hunters, but both of them at different times have wanted to have a normal life and have mm-hmm. attempted to lead a normal life and gotten dragged back. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this may have concluded like. You know, now that they're free, the question is, you know, I think there is a resolution to be had for what they do with that freedom and that ultimate question of like, are, you know, do they just continue hunting or do they ever have the chance at having a normal life? So that's what I think next week will be like, it's, are we going to see them doing that or are they just always, you know, are they in their seventies in that car together? (laughs) Like, um, and I don't know. I you know I do feel bad because I think it's been built up so much at this point. Like there is no. I, I'm just curious if they can even have a satisfying conclusion because right. I know they can have really well, satisfying cliffhangers. It wasn't the conclusion. That, I thought that was a very satisfying ending. <laughs> I was not as satisfied because I do feel like this season, in a weird way, even though it was like it was so finite. And I felt like it still managed to spin its wheels. Like, the way that Jack, def- you know, like, they bring out Jack, he, like, absorbs God's power to beat him mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I'm like, you guys have spent so much time trying to figure out how to beat God, and that was all it took. Right. Like, you had to introduce a new Reaper and then have, <laughs> and then Lucifer killed the Reaper. Or Yeah, it did know, feel like-, like there were a lot of, there were a lot of moves that happened very quickly in this episode. Yeah. Um, that... I mean, again, I, I'm not, I do not, I'm not the expert that you are, but that, like, I could have seen each of those moves kind of being its own episode almost. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, and, like, I don't want to take away from the episodes that are just DJ Qualls dancing in a, in a <laughs> dentist drug, you know, hallucination. Um, I think there was a lot of really great stuff this season that was pure fan service but yeah that definitely there was a lot happened in this episode where i was like wow <laughs> could have <laughs> could have spaced that out a bit or you know built built it up <laughs> right um so you know i don't know i think it also maybe just hinted at the fact that you know it, as always with the show like the it's not really about who they have to beat mm-hmm. so yeah like okay so God was defeated and it was it was Jack that did it and now that's all done and it's back to the two of them. So I don't know. Oh, where the fuck is Crowley though? It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character. Well, you got one more shot. Yeah. He won't show up. I get I well the I The entire episode will be about him. It'll be a standalone Crowley episode. Okay, I did have, I, <laughs> I did sit there and think, I'm like, okay, if Jack reset the whole world, and then, like, so he can, like, bring people back, mm-hmm. what if he just brings back Crowley, and it's just, <laughs> and, the, yeah, that's, the finale is just, like, Crowley showing up, and they go back to, like, the old hijinks. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, like, a whole, like, retrospective documentary, whatever, where they talk to people who showed up in, like, three episodes each. Mm -hmm. On Zoom. On Zoom, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Good time. So, not the finale. Felt like the finale, as opposed to the one we thought was the finale, but did not feel like a finale. Right. Right. This show will never end. That's the feeling that I am getting. Yeah. <laughs> what I was. Yeah. Never I haven't end. been watching it for fifteen seasons, and it's already starting to feel like it will never end to me. Oh, you're welcome, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. But you know I what? Really, even though, even though, really it feels like, like the standalone episodes, but oh, the mythology is too much for me. I know. You know what show uh, the uh, the mythology is not too much for anybody, Dustin. Uh. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not sure you're talking about. 
It's the uh, it's twenty twenty's best show, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Well. Uh, Second year running as best show. Shocking. Shocking. I really enjoy this season until I go online and people start talking about it. And I'm like, what? What? Why why are you making up all of this stuff about these people? It was a fun episode, and then you have to throw in, like, Bo-Katan and... Okay, yeah, that's her name. Armor in the and boobs and like what? Like, you have to, you have to have seen the cartoons, Dustin. I don't uh, know any of this stuff, but it was an yeah. enjoyable episode you until people Disney start Plus. dissecting it. I haven't um, seen the cartoons, to be fair. It had it had Bosch. What, what else do you need? So everyone Bosch, knows him as Bosch. Huh? Cop. Yeah, Titus Welliver. Oh, oh. I, I know him as Titus Welliver. I just Man mean, in Black. Yeah, everyone, it's just funny, because that was what Juan said. Like, every every reaction I've seen is like, oh, Bosch is in this. And I'm just like, <laughs> I have never watched Bosch. Like, I can Nobody's think of watched Bosch. That's Bosch. the amazing I watched, thing. <laughs> so I watched a him? season of Bosch, but nobody's seen Bosch. Nobody's seen Bosch. What? Well, that's the thing, is nobody's seen Bosch, but it's the it's kind of the one time Titus Welliver's the lead. Yeah. So I think that's just, like, you've seen his name, like, you've seen his face. Right. Next to the word Bosch on like an ad or a giant <laughs> on billboard Prime or something. Or something. It's, right. Yeah. Uh, but but nobody's it, nobody's actually seen Bosch. Because it's not, not like show. you know when you see you know, like when you go oh it's Starbuck like you everyone right. has seen Battle no, maybe not everyone but right. like most people have seen Battlestar Galactica you know that yeah. Starbuck. Yeah. It's just funny. Um, like I knew it was Starbuck and that was exciting until they started talking about. Bo Katan? Is that what That's was that her name? name? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't care about that part. Which okay, sometimes Star Wars names sound like they're trying to like rename <laughs> like they're just picking retirement communities and trying to make them sound spacey. So I definitely was like Boca Raton. Like oh, Bo Katan. Oh. Yeah, it was but, a good episode. Uh, it was a fun episode. It um, was the uh, I, although it did lead me to a question, which I mean, this is a constant recurring question, but uh, the Mandalorian real bad at its job. Not right? so great. No. Like he he. I mean, like tough landing, ships beat up, so that's right. that's just a bad break. But then also, you know, uh, gets gets Baby Yoda uh, eaten, um, and then can't save Baby Yoda from uh, from the Quarren, yeah. and then and then and then runs away, and then. Get, needs to be saved twice. So that's twice that Bo-Katan and her team save him. So, okay, so uh, Bo-Katan, can you just, like, fill me in a little bit about who are these people? They're not Mandalorians, but they are Mandalorians. They are Mandalorians. Yes. Um, Wait, they are? There are? Yes. There are different Mandalorian factions, yeah. sort of? Uh, the kind that take off their mask. The, the, so here's the, I mean, I actually don't know all of the lore, but yeah. the, the gist, as I understand it, is that, um, so the... Our Mandalorian is from kind of like a splinter sect, and that's they're the weirdos, at least according to Bo-Katan. Like they're the ones who like have their weird version of of the of the culture, and like you never take off your helmet and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Bo-Katan was the leader of uh, of Mandalore, and she, I believe, had the dark saber in the cartoon at one point. The dark saber, which is the blade that's that uh, that uh, Giancarlo Esposito had at the end of season one. Right. Oh, um, okay. Moff, and that's what uh, she was trying to get yeah. information. Yeah. From so about. yeah. The the short version is that she wants to restore Mandalore and like her kingdom, uh, and needs the dark saber for that as part of it. Um, and yeah, and then she and then she happened upon uh, our guy and. Uh, about it. That's 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 roughly what you need to know. Yeah. All right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All it's right. fine. I think the real message here is that, like you said, Dan, Mando is not always good at his job, but that's been but consistent. He just like takes like, people's word for it. He's like, "Have you seen the Mandalorian people?" And they and they're like, "Yeah." All muscle, go that way. No, no brain. I mean, no like, he, yeah, he's very trusting because he's he's like. He's got that armor, so at the end of the day, yeah, he can get swallowed by a beast and still blast his way out. Like, there's, right. you know, uh, he usually, he, he makes that okay. But that's the thing, is like, he was, he, I feel like he's getting dumber. No, he was that like, dumb last season. He was definitely are you sure? that dumb. Yeah. I feel like he was more capable, like, when he got his first job, he was more capable than he is now. 
no, his maybe first he's just job, fighting tougher his people. first job, and at the end of the season, he was capable. Every episode in between mm-hmm. was maybe yeah, him basically getting bailed out or like getting like just trusting. Get, right. He's always getting tricked, or you but know. like, but like when they when they took down the. Uh, the Raiders in, like, the that Seven village. Samurai episode. Like, he was pretty capable in that. Right? Yeah, but that's still, like, one out of eight episodes. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty capable when he took down the, whatever, the crate dragon, but, like... Right. You know. Oh, that was badass. Okay, quick question. Another quick question. Um, at the beginning of the season... The whole mission was to, like, find uh, Baby Yoda's home. Right. But now the mission is to find other Mandalorians. And is finding the other Mandalorians have anything to do with finding Baby Yoda's yes. home? Or is yes. It, oh, it does. He was, because he's, yeah. he's trying to get... He's trying to find Jedi. And the the path to finding Jedi has to do with finding other Mandalorians. He thinks that the other Mandalorians will know where the Jedi are. Right. Oh. Because of, a, I guess, the whole complicated past. Right, and he was right because next week, if or at least you know the the new path he's been given, will lead to uh, to uh, what's her name? Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. I don't know. Why don't you just ask Luke? What? God damn it! No, look, not everybody. Not everybody. First of all, not everybody can go see General Skywalker. All right. This is this story is taking place on a, a small side story of they're busy. You know, well he's probably busy rebuilding the Jedi Order at this point, right? Because it's five years after Empire. I mean, five yeah. years after Return of the Jedi. So, yeah. but Luke yeah. is around. Yes, he's alive. And he would. He's but alive. he would know where to take Baby Yoda. But Mando doesn't have like an in with Luke. Right. He doesn't have an in with anybody. He's just like exactly following. Random directions. He's yeah. like stopping at the corners. Like, which well, I'm way do sure I go? If somebody and, told right. him to go talk to Luke Skywalker. He would probably follow that direction too. Nobody yeah. has told him to. But nobody he knows knows Luke Skywalker. Right. Like that's how far out of the loop these characters. Also, are. they don't seem to understand. Like you're, we're still dealing with the fact that like most of them don't really understand that the Jedi still like. Right. Despite what thing. we've seen in you know watching Luke Skywalker, like, for the rest of the galaxy, the Jedi are still, like, magicians from the past. Right. Like, they're, people don't think that they're real, necessarily. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I, I, we haven't talked enough about Baby Yoda. (laughs) And the fact that Baby Yoda didn't eat the the baby frog that, that hatched. Right, because because um, uh, he's learning. He's learning. Is he? Well, I definitely. Maybe it was I just somebody was, was there watching him and I, wouldn't let him. No, because then he wanted to keep playing with it and or yeah. eat it. But oh, that it was cute. Yeah, I think the whole thing with Baby Yoda is that he's a baby and he doesn't know any better. He just he's he sees hungry. an egg, he's gonna eat it. He's hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do that, and I'm middle yeah. aged. <laughs> Uh, I do think it was funny that maybe that's again like Mando is not very smart. Like you know that this kid just wants to eat that family's eggs, and you're gonna make them babysit him. Like he is their <laughs> biggest predator, and right. he's just like, can you watch him for a while? And doesn't warn them because I guess he can't say like, by the way, he's kid is. But they like, were a bunch of they eggs. were also okay with it, so you know because they didn't fine. know he'd been eating the eggs. I think they knew. Do you think they knew? I, I I would assume that when the when Frog Lady took them out last episode to go have a bath, like she knows how many eggs there are. Does she? By that point, right? I or are you saying that like it. maybe she can't count? I don't know. Can frogs count? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But also, That's when you're philosophy. dealing with eggs, when does life begin? A conception, or oh, I now mean, now we're getting into the, real serious questions. Um, those are right. Do you do you eat an egg? Do you eat an egg from a chicken? Is that <laughs> eating a chicken, or is that an egg? Because I eat exactly. it's eggs and chicken. I eat caviar. Right. Like, come on. Uh, also, I just wanted to, to 
briefly note Kevin Dorf as the officer, the dumb officer in the back, which was great. Uh, he's he's like a longtime Conan guy, so just like seeing his face pop up was was super fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The show continues to be enjoyable, and uh, it is. I like nice, it a lot better than last season. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's because there's less Gina Carano. So far, wow. she she's gonna come back this season. She's gonna come oh, back, yeah. Boo. Uh, I still maintain that, like, I know they've already shot it, so it's too late. But I really think they should just trade her and bring Mingna back. Like, we don't. There is nothing. A just wait. Bring who back? Mingna. Oh. Because yeah. they, they brought her, they made a big deal out of the fact that they cast her in the show, made right. this whole cool care, character for her, and then right. uh, Fennec Shand or whatever, and then just killed her in the, in the same episode. And that right. was unnecessary. Like, resurrect her. You can do that. They brought back Palpatine. They can bring back, mm-hmm. you know, Fennec Shand. Also, there is literally <laughs> nothing. I know everyone's like, oh, Gina Carano's strong or whatever, but like, it's Ming-Na. Like, like there is nothing Gina Carana can do that Ming-Na couldn't do, like, ten times better. Also, did they ever, did they ever explain who it was that found her body? I thought the implication was that it was, um, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, okay. But I don't think they, I don't know that they... They haven't, they they may not have said definitively. Not definitively, but yeah, it was, I think that was supposed to be what was implied, because like she was supposed to be meeting someone and it was probably going to be him or something. Right, okay. But I just, I think they should bring her back and just straight swap. (laughs) I just want more Carl Weathers, um, because uh, when you get Carl Weathers, you get lines like, baby, do the magic hand thing. (laughs) And we haven't had enough of that this year. He did bring a little My one complaint. Something, something. Also, I, you know, I do feel the loss of Werner Herzog. Mm-hmm. It's really too bad that... Just his line readings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you go classic Hong Kong cinema, have him play his twin. <gasps> oh, I, that would be great. I'm just saying, why not? Why bring not? Him back. Why not? Uh, and he he would give like a four minute reading of like how he found his twin. I mean, look, they just had a plot in this episode of like you killed my brother. You know, now you're gonna die. Like, just, just do that again. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But instead of with Corin, do it with Werner Herzog. Oh, I would love that. Only, I only the pathos would be that like he actually hates his brother, but he still. <laughs> Wants revenge, but right. not actually because he likes his brother. He thinks he's it's because he wanted to kill him, and he never got the chance. Yeah, <sighs> there are a lot of people. They should just. You know what? Can we just trade every dead person on the show for Gina Carano? <laughs> just swap anyone they've killed off. Just bring them back. And toss her. Like you don't have to kill her off on screen. I just just never mention her again. Mm-hmm. She got busy with, uh, I don't know, stuff on that on that planet. It's a... Yeah, she's busy. It's fine. Yeah. There's a, um, in the Zach and Donald uh, podcast. Oh, you haven't, at, you haven't talked about that in a while. No, oh, sorry. Well, often at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Donald Faison will end up talking about Star Wars with Joel, who's the producer, who also used to write for us. But they will end up talking about Star Wars at length. And Zach Braff will say, come on, guys, come on, guys, nobody wants to hear this. And my thought when he does this every single time is like, yes, Zach, but also I think that people probably do want to hear this. (laughs) But I agree with you, Zach. I mean, you know, it's nice not to be wrong alone. What I'm hearing is that you're the Zach Braff of our trio. That is what I'm I'm, I'm suggesting (laughs) to you. But I'm acknowledging that people are interested in The Mandalorian more than they should be. You make that sound like a grand concession. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's more than they should be. I think it's well, that you're well, less interested yeah. than you should be. Maybe you need to watch more cartoons. Maybe that's the answer. 
See, and here's the other thing. You know, pre-pod, what our listeners have have missed is that we spent like a good 20 minutes talking at length about Josh Lucas's uh, (laughs) rom-com career. That's right. Somewhere in there was mixed in. This is my... Yeah, that's my... It was was mixed in a bit about uh, how Dustin was upset that his kids are not the type to cry during emotional movies, (laughs) only if dogs are on screen. And I feel like this is another one of those things where it's like, you are now the child that won't cry. (laughs) It's like everyone is having an emotional reaction and you're just like, meh. Well, (laughs) I've come a long way. I've come from... You know, outright uh, uh, loathing of the show to uh, begrudging acceptance. Mm-hmm. This is an okay television program. You just want us to get you one of those Timothy Oliphant stand-ups. Kind of, yes. Yeah, that's what you want. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I wonder what the, uh, what, what the uh, shipping cost on that is. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it's entirely reasonable. <laughs> and probably tax deductible if it's going to your boss. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, anyway, Mandalorian. It's a show of 2020. Still Best on. Show. It's great. Still and on. 2019. Um, We're going to talk about it every week just so we yep. can don't get Justin's You don't think there's anything to the fact that you guys think that that's the show of the year, like the worst two years of the last 50 No, no, we'll just move on. Yeah, it's time for our game. Yeah. Which Dustin is going to host because I didn't have a game this week. So. <sighs> well, uh, it's it it's a game that all three of us will play, and it's not actually uh, has it has nothing to do with television, except that it was a game that I saw on a television show. Okay. Uh, a few days ago. So you're plagiarizing from a television show. Yes, Taskmaster. <laughs> did this uh, as a challenge at the end of their episode. And I thought at the time, ooh, if we really don't have anything on the podcast, we can try this. And then, like, lo and behold, two days later, we had nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So this is how it works. Yes. There are three of us. There are three rounds. I guess the best of three. Um, What happens is in the first round... We each say a word that has three letters in it, and we keep going until somebody fucks up. And then, oh, is this like the, the next word has to begin with the last letter of the previous? No, it's no. just three letters. It just has to be three letters. Okay. And that is pretty easy. But then four letters, and then five letters, and that gets really hard. Okay. So, but if you if you go longer than two seconds, you lose. Got it. So, um, hat. To Tori. Ass. Tot. Pin. Butt. Ace. Lid. The. Cat. Fat. And. Dog. Cat. I said cat. Shit, I lost. <laughs> yes. God damn it, I lost my own game. Wait, do Tori and I keep going, or is that just like we both get a point? I think you both get a point. All right. Okay. All right, now we go to four letters, right. and we'll start with Dan. Four letters? Mm-hmm. Okay, four. Tail. Then. When. Gone. Wing. Bong. <laughs> Hair. But. <laughs> gong. You already said that. I said gong oh. with a G. The oh. first one was bong with a B. Oh. Uh, load. Uh, wind. Bore. Shit. Other type of bore. <laughs> Sass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. No, I already said shit. You did? I yeah. did. Oh, okay. Fair. All right. Um, and then so it gets the five letters. So, um, oh. Tori's lost one or I've lost one. So if Dan pulls this one out and doesn't lose this one, then he wins the game. 
and this is five letters, and five letters is very hard. Um, it is. But, uh, it is. I can't, like, even, I, I can't even think I of any. I've had too much wine. We need to start playing the game at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> we tried that once, and it, it made the episode sound weird. Uh, all right. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, Tori, you start this one. Birds. Songs. Shits. <laughs> Wings. Loans. <laughs> um, uh, uh, bungs. Fucks. Slaps. <laughs> uh, uh, loads. Songs. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so, funny. I had a word that was five letters, and then it just left my head. Oh, well. So I think we all so we lost. all tied. We all <laughs> yes. We all won or lost. Anyway, that's a fun party game. The rest of you can play uh, at home with your friends. It's called the Untitled Game Dustin Stole from Taskmaster. Yes. that's right. Just yeah. remember, kids. Plurals. Add a letter. That's right. Yeah. Well, on Taskmaster, when they got to the four letters, it was just cuss words right. for like a good 20 seconds. We mm-hmm. should have done more with the four letters, honestly. Yeah. We didn't say cock and um, mostly cock. Yeah. We could have done more, Dick. is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, that feels like a lot of. Like five, yeah, five letter. All I can think now are four letter words with S. <laughs> <laughs> made it so easy. <laughs> Literally everything we said the previous round, just make a plural. Oh, yeah. I don't know why my brain. Like, what is it about five letter words that your brain just kind of like shuts down? I still on? can't think of any. <laughs> where, like, except for where is a five where? There's word. one. Yeah. Where? Yeah. There? There is five letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, No, I think that's six. Um, But then I I was thinking about, like, could I then expand to six letters? Like, would six somehow be easier than five? Probably not. Banana. Banana? What's that, like ten? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, on that note, it sounds like it's time for people to go to sleep. Um, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, and or go back to work um, because of, you know, things. But uh, that's the show. Uh, Come back next week. I'm sure we will talk about the Supernatural finale. Yep. Um, Maybe Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, probably the Mandalorian. And who knows what other uh, cartoon theories uh, Dustin will be forced (laughs) to to air on... uh, on the on the episode next week and uh, find out you know if there how many roosters Dustin has you know there's a lot going on there's yeah. so much um, but also maybe undoing no we'll do that in two weeks uh, we'll figure that out um, <laughs> All right. but uh, anyway yeah uh, have a good night also thank you Dustin for uh, not uh, going to uh, shake mints this uh, this episode <laughs> yeah shake I'm mints. so sorry <laughs> good night. we don't know that he did he just didn't hear it. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Okay. No, you heard me at the beginning of the episode just shake out the whole box. Oh, no, shakemans okay. is a euphemism at this point. Well, now that's now that's all right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> There's. A-